In this episode, we're going to be talking about Thoughtful Mind with Tzvi, what it's about, and why you should listen. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Tzvi. Here's your host, Tzvi Hilsenrath. And welcome to Thoughtful Mind with Tzvi. I'm your host, Tzvi Hilsenrath. Let's go through what this podcast is about. I'll tell you a little bit about myself, both professionally and personally. I thought it'd be helpful to go through the title and the subtitle of the podcast to help us break down the kind of things we're going to be talking about in the upcoming weeks, hopefully months and years. So we're going to thought of with thoughtful mind. What do I mean by that? Well, I think there's two parts. There's two parts to the way we interact with the world. One is when we're thoughtful and one is when we use our intuition. So by thoughtful, I mean we're using our brain we're thinking things through. So we have to make a decision. Should I do this? Should I not do this? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk it out with somebody. Maybe I'll take out a piece of paper and make a pro or a con list. I'll think it through. Maybe it's something that's worth doing. Maybe it's not. The mind part, the intuition part is I'm not going to do too much thinking and I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with what my experience has taught me until now. And instead of planning it all out, I'm going to just do it. Here's a good example of of myself recently. Should I or should I not do this podcast? Well, I spoke it out with a few people. I sat down and I wrote out some pros and wrote out some cons. On one hand, it's a great way to share my lived experience and my professional experience with the world. Hopefully help some people out. Some of the cons, it's going to take up a lot of time. It's scary to do to Frankly, it's terrifying to sit down in a room alone with a microphone and just talk. Those are some pros. Those are some cons. An intuition-based approach would be, maybe I should do a podcast. And what does my gut tell me? Either it feels right or it doesn't feel right. And there's a lot of advocates for both approaches. Some people will tell you the best way to do things is to sit down and really think about it and give a lot of thought. Try to take out as much emotion as possible. Try to be as cold and as calculating as possible. And there's a lot to be said for that. And some people will tell you, don't think at all. Just go with your intuition. Your gut knows best. And there's a lot of value to that as well. My sense and my own experience is that balancing between both of those things, sometimes thinking, sometimes going with intuition, or both. For example, again, with the podcast, you know, although I talked it out with some people and wrote down some pros and cons, ultimately, it felt like the right thing to do at this point in my life. And so that's why I'm doing it. It's both. So that's thoughtful mind. You have to be both thoughtful with your brain, thinking things through, and going with your mind and your intuition. The balance of both is, to me, the best way. Next, with Tzvi. Well, it's not by Tzvi, it's with Tzvi, because I want this podcast to be a collaborative process. I don't know everything. So although I do feel like I have a lot to share... I want to hear from all of you. If I say something you like, let me know. If I say something you don't like, let me know. If there's an idea you want covered, if there's an article or a book that you've seen or a YouTube video that you've seen that you want me to talk about, send it to me. Maybe I'll be able to cover it. If there's an idea that has transformed your life, something you do that makes your life better, let me know so that I can share it with others. Because ultimately, The ultimate expression of personal growth in my own experience, both personally and professionally, is when we're able to take the growth and healing that we've done and share it with the world. That's when it becomes really real. 
And that's what I'm doing right now. And I want to give other people the opportunity to do that as well. How do you do that? Well, you can go to our website. You can leave a voicemail. You can leave an email. Next, personal growth and mental health. I'm going to talk about both of these at the same time because they're two sides of the same coin. To me, personal growth and mental health are similar to building a house. So if you want to build that house, and in this case, the house is you, first you have to address the foundation. If you have a house and you want to improve the house, well, maybe the foundation is strong enough, but likely if you want to build larger, you're either going to have to shore up the foundation or you're going to have to dig it up and put down a new foundation. And once that's done, then you can build a nice house and keep expanding and expanding. So to me, it's the same thing with personal growth and mental health. Mental health is addressing the past, healing from the past, addressing whatever negative things are going on inside of you, inside of your mind, inside of your emotions. So it's fixing. Maybe fixing is not the correct word. Maybe it's shoring up the foundation or or maybe it's fixing. I don't know. Everybody's different. And everybody's experience and everyone's words, what they, what works for them is different. So, you know, it works for me, maybe not for you. Positive growth, personal growth, improving ourselves for the future, that's building the house larger. And sometimes those two things overlap. So for example, time management. To me, time management is personal growth. It's once I've hit a certain place, now I can improve my life by managing my time better. Well, for some people, that's the healing. They're, somebody's life is so out of control. They're so, hard, so overwhelmed. They need to get very strict with their time management just to get a grip on things. Another good example, losing weight. I personally had to lose some weight recently for health reasons. For me, that was a mental health thing. I needed to fix the problem or address the negative that was happening in my life. For some people, they want to lose weight because they want to be healthier, not because they're unhealthy, but because they want to be healthier. And that's another example of mental health versus personal growth. And lastly, interesting ideas. To me, interesting ideas are things that make me stop and think, make me look at the world in a different way. It's an interesting topic, something I didn't know before or something I forgot about or knew about but didn't pay enough attention to, something that enriches me and my understanding of the world. Because I think the better we understand the world, all aspects of it, physical, spiritual, mental, the more actively we can live in the world. It's why, to me, constant learning is very important in in all areas. The more ways we can understand the world, the more metaphors or similes we have to understand ourselves, and that helps in our own growth and healing. For example, what I just spoke about with the house, if I didn't know anything about, not that I know that much, but if I didn't know anything about how houses are built with a foundation and then building on top, I wouldn't be able to understand myself using that example. I wouldn't be able to explain it using that example. I also hope that the interesting ideas or all the ideas that you come across in these podcasts will not only want to make you think, but also want to make you talk to other people about these ideas, start a conversation with somebody else or even online. I know for myself, one of the most important things, one of the most important ideas that I have in my life is something from the Talmud. And that is a statement from Rabbi Hanina, 
who said, I learned much from my teachers, more from my friends, but from my students, I learned more than from all of them. And I know in my own life, I've learned more from my clients than I have from my teachers. I've learned more working with people or teaching people than I have just thinking. So I'm hoping to give the listeners of this podcast the opportunity to speak with others and raise these ideas, talk about them. And through talking about these ideas, we learn more about them. Honestly, I expect to learn from these podcasts more or as much as anyone else. Let's talk about the format for a minute. This is going to be a weekly podcast coming out every Wednesday. In the case of a Jewish holiday, in which case I won't be able to post on a Wednesday, if, if it falls on a Wednesday, I'll post beforehand. In the beginning, it's going to be me talking alone to the microphone. I'm hoping for about 15 to 25 minutes, shooting for the 20. My goal is to start posting interviews as well. I'm going to talk for a minute about myself, uh, my professional and personal history. So I am a licensed clinical social worker and a psychotherapist. I work with people that suffer from everything from depression, anxiety, uh, to schizophrenia, addiction, a lot of low self-esteem, and a lot of people that are just overwhelmed by life. Life is getting them down. Things look like they're never going to get better or like the whole world is falling on top of them and I help people through. I work a lot in nursing facilities. And I want to clarify because when people hear that, they think, Oh, it's a bunch of old people, but that's not the nature of nursing facilities nowadays. You have all ages and all kinds of reasons people are there, whether it's physical disability or mental illness or addiction. And I work with all the different residents in the facility. And part of what I hope to do with this podcast is to talk about the tools that I use with my clients, what's been successful, maybe give some examples, of course, changing the names and changing the details because... I don't want to invade anybody's privacy or break anybody's confidence, but this way you know these things work. And I also want to share with you things that have worked for me. I have done a lot of work on myself as well. Let me tell you a little bit about that. I go back, when I think about this stuff, I go back to a number of years ago, who I was on the inside and on the outside. If you knew me a few years ago, you would have seen somebody that was very happy, very confident, very funny. I was the kind of people that people enjoyed being around because I brought people joy. I was fun to talk to and spend time with. I was a go-getter. That was all on the outside. I was calm. But what was happening on the inside was a completely different story. On the inside, I was somebody that was usually anxious, usually afraid of getting in trouble with no reason. Just a feeling of, I'm going to be in trouble around the corner very anxious about what people thought about me, about anything. If somebody disagreed with me, I would get a bad feeling inside. And I'm not talking about disagreed, like had an argument, just a different opinion would make me anxious. And part of the reason that people wanted to be around me was because I went out of my way to make sure that everyone around me was happy. Because if they weren't happy, I believed it was my fault. To give you an example, I recently spoke to an old supervisor of mine. We shared an office. Every time she would walk in upset, I believed she was upset because of something I had done. And I shared this with her, and she said, actually, you were the only thing keeping me calm there. I was never upset at you. And I can see that now looking back. But at the time, 
I was so insecure, so anxious, that if there was a frown on her face, I believed it was because of me. That's also a form of self-centeredness, because that means that I'm so, on one hand, my, on one hand, I have no confidence in myself and low self-esteem. On the other hand, I'm so self-centered, I believe the entire world revolves around me, and if somebody's upset, it must be because of me, and it must be my fault. As you can imagine, living this way got me down. I was often down, depressed. There were times I was so down I couldn't get out of bed. And it took its toll on my family and those around me because I would get irritable. And what also strikes me is a different thing. I remember I was at group supervision, uh, peer supervision, and I shared how scared I was of something and how there was such a lack of confidence I had in what I was doing. And somebody said to me, you're the most confident person I know. What they didn't get was I was so afraid of somebody figuring out that I was scared, that I would act confident and do all kinds of things like speaking in public, just so that nobody should figure out how afraid I was. When you live this kind of life, you do stupid things. Again, when you're always afraid of getting in trouble for no reason, just that feeling, you start to try to cover your tracks when there's no tracks to cover. It gets exhausting. It takes a physical and mental toll on someone, and it took a physical and mental toll on myself. And there came a certain point in my life where I had to look myself in the mirror and say, enough. I can't do this anymore. I need to change this. Slowly at first, but gathering steam, I did. All of this was happening while I was acting as a social worker and as a therapist. I was able to help other people, but I wasn't able to get vulnerable with them. I wasn't able to open up with them because I was so afraid of what they might find out about me. And I was very helpful to my clients, and it's amazing to me how I could have been so helpful to them and so messed up on the inside at the same time. I was not able to help myself. So I had to actively do that. And a lot of the things we're going to be talking about are things I've had to go through, and it's been a very painful process. And it's been a lot of self-awareness, a lot of telling the truth to myself about myself, because in the past, I'd been lying to myself in the world, not necessarily actual lies, but lying because my outside and my inside were so diametrically opposite that it was painful. That was the lie. And that is something I had to address. And like I said, it was a painful process. But I believe that growth comes from pain. I believe that the times in our life that are the most stressful, the times in our life when we're feeling the most inner turmoil, those are the times that we grow the most. Those are growing pains. And I'm grateful for the growth that I've done. I no longer have that sense of always being in trouble or always about to be in trouble. I'm no longer afraid all the time. And my inside and my outside are matching. That doesn't mean that I'm always happy, although I am happier more often. That doesn't mean I'm always serene, although I am more serene more often, more at peace. But when I'm not, I'm not afraid of the fact that I'm not. I don't have a meltdown over the fact that I'm down or depressed or anxious or afraid. I admit it to myself. I admit it to others. I deal with it. And then I'm able to move on with my life, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But that feeling of my inside and my outside not matching, that goes away. And when that goes away, it brings additional peace because I don't have to lie to myself or the world about who I am. 
I'm able to accept that I'm not perfect and address my struggles. And that is the hope. That's the healing. I'm a calmer, more confident person. So now when I go out and I speak in public or do this podcast, it comes from a place of strength, not weakness. I'm not doing this to hide from the world and show the world I'm confident when really I'm screaming inside. I'm doing this because I do believe in myself. And if I'm afraid, which I am, I'll admit it. And my fear doesn't have to stop me and doesn't take away from my self-worth. One of the things I had to do is stop looking at other people as the cause for my problems. Stop looking at other people for the reasons I was upset or anxious or depressed. And starting to take responsibility for my own inner peace, my own serenity, my own happiness. I think it's important to know where we come from. To know why we are the way we are why we feel the way we feel. A lot of that has to do with our upbringing or a lot of that has to do with important events in our lives. And some of it has to do with biology, just the genes that we have. But that self-awareness only gets us to a point where we have understanding. For there to be healing, for there to be healing, we need to move on from there. Too often I work with people and we get to an understanding of why they are the way they are and they're done. I said, no, no. They're like, oh, it's my parents' fault, or it's it's my teacher's fault, it's society's fault, it's my boss's fault, it's this, it's that. Well, that all might be true, but your parents or society or your teacher or your boss or your roommate or whatever, they're not going to fix you. Only you can fix you. So let's do that. Just understanding, just identifying whose fault it is might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility for your own mental health and personal growth. And that's something we're going to be talking a lot about as well. Not only will I be sharing with you my professional experience, I'm also going to be sharing with you my personal experience, having gone through this stuff myself in a very intense and meaningful way. And to be honest, I'm not done growing. I mean, I still have days where I'm anxious and I still have days where I'm down. I still have days where I get frustrated or angry. And there's times when I do feel like my inside and my outside don't match. And I have to address that at the time. And I'm constantly learning new ideas and new techniques and new philosophies. And those things enrich me. I'm a work in progress. And I hope to share that with you as well. Now, who should be listening to this podcast and who shouldn't be listening to it? Well, if you've gotten this far, <laughs> maybe you should be listening. But if you identify with what I've just been speaking about, having depression or anxiety, feeling down, feeling insecure, low self-esteem, wanting to feel better with who you are under the surface, feeling more comfortable in your own skin. If you're somebody that wants to understand where you come from, but not stop there and grow, well then, you're the kind of person this podcast is meant for. If you're someone that does not want to do any work, does not want to take responsibility for their own happiness and serenity, does not want to find meaning in their life, because meaning is a very important part of it, which I haven't really touched upon, but I will in the future. If you're not that person, well then, this is not the podcast for you. Like I mentioned before, I work in a lot of nursing facilities, and I see a lot of happy and unhappy people. The services they receive, whether it's the, the nursing or the laundry or the food, it's exactly the same. Often these people are roommates, and some people are happy, and some people are really unhappy. And what I've noticed is the people that over the course of their life have taken 
personal responsibility for their own happiness, for their own meaning in their life, those people are happy in this situation. And those people who have blamed everyone or those people who have not paid attention to this, they are unhappy. Part of my job is to help people shift. But ultimately, I just spoke to a 95-year-old woman and she's happy in some very hard circumstances. She tells me about how she lost her only child when that child was just a baby and she went through a terrible divorce and some really horrible events in her life. And she's the happiest person. And I said to her, what's the secret? How, how do you do it? She just says, you just got to deal with it. Some things you never get over, but you have to learn how to live with it. You have to learn how to live your life. I asked her permission to tell her story and I'm telling it now. I got more out of that interaction than I think she got. And she told me how much she enjoys spending time with me. But I'm so moved by her story that I'm sharing it with you. All right, that's all I got from this episode. To summarize, we're going to be talking about personal growth, mental health, both improving what we have and fixing what needs to be fixed. We're going to be talking about interesting ideas, things to make you think. We're going to be looking at the balance between thinking and intuition because it's possible to overthink and it's possible to over-rely on your intuition. I'd like to thank those that have helped out with the podcast, Renee Wells and Joe Davis for buying us some recording equipment, and Shira and David Murek for giving us some material to be spoken about in a later podcast, David Cohn for buying some other recording equipment. I appreciate all the support that I get. Please check out the website, thoughtfulmindpodcast.com. Send us an email, send us a voicemail. Like I said in the beginning, this is a collaboration I want to hear from you. Please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify. We're on all of those. If you are on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, please rate us. I mean, I would love to see a five-star rating, but whatever you think it deserves. The more ratings we get, the higher in the rankings we are as far as visibility, the easier it is for people to find us. And the easier it is for us to spread this message of hope and healing. And I hope you do get hope and healing from this. When I talk about hope and healing, I'm talking about the healing both from my professional and personal experience and the hope that you can see in my own journey that there is hope for the future. If you're down, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're afraid, there is more. It does get better. All right, go out, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself.